Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. All right, well, welcome to Talk to you. This is, uh, did you guys get it up on, on your uh, computer screen? Can you see the chat? No, we're we're actually sitting outside looking at the clouds. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it, is it, uh, you guys still have daylight left? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're, yeah. We, we've cool. got, I don't know, four or five hours of daylight left. It's, it's, it's a Four or five hours? Oh, yeah, it's. I don't know, maybe... Uh, it's only 8 right now. Yeah. yeah, well, it's 11 over here, and it's been dark for two hours already. <laughs> we haven't really been noticing when it gets dark lately. Yeah. It's- no. How much daylight do you guys have during the day? Do you, are you at that time of year where you get 20 hours of daylight? Well, uh, well kind of more than that. You, you can, you know, read a newspaper any time of the day. Right now. No way. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's worth the call. <laughs> well, it, it, it's certainly worth it, you know, coming up in the summer. It's like, it's, it's just really neat. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Um so as I was saying before, uh, you guys ought to start doing talk shoes. But uh, I'll, I'll teach you how to use the board next time uh, we get on. So how was uh, how was court today? What happened? Uh, it's it's not something I want to do for pleasure. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's sort of like beating yourself in the head with a hammer because it feels so good when you stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Uh, I I would I I I've never ever looked forward to it. It's not something I want to do either. Yeah, yeah. I I can well understand that. Like it's been several hours now, and I'm still got plenty of adrenaline in me. Yeah, well, I've been my internet crashed. I couldn't get a hold of you guys. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see if you Skyped me. I didn't know if you were in jail. I didn't know if you were home. I didn't know what was going on. You know, the, the hearing was uh, yeah. Yeah, three or four hours ago yeah. when it started. I was on the phone talking to my wife, and, and, uh, and I'm like, I haven't heard from them yet. It's been an hour. They shouldn't have lasted that long. I, I thought you guys would give me a heads up and make sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, it was like I, I don't know. It seemed like it took a long time, but it probably really didn't. Well, I understand. Once you leave there, you're just happy to leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, change the subject. Let's go get something to eat. That that's usually what I do. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. I've been talking about it for a month. <laughs> yeah, we were. Wanna... I was bung out and and not thinking too well after that. So. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. 
it is a lot of pressure, especially when they're looking to take your your place. You know. Yeah. I mean, you guys got you guys got served. Uh, what on the today's the twenty fifth. You got served when fourteenth. Twenty first. The twenty third. Twenty first. Yeah. Twenty first. Twenty first. We we got it Thursday night late. Well, it was served Thursday night late. And uh, we got it two o'clock in the morning, Friday morning, and the the hearing was scheduled for three on Monday. Wow! Got it three days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and and (laughs) we did all that paperwork with your help and guidance, and uh, but but we also moved out. A lot of stuff this morning between four and <laughs> yeah, we, we took everything that we thought we might want. Yeah, well, that's what I told. Uh, I was talking to, to my wife about that. You know, I said I hope they uh, they realize how serious this could get really, really quick because we had talked about this a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you. T- I'm I'm glad you did. It's, it's certainly. Uh, I've seen them come in after a repossession and clean out somebody's house and just start throwing stuff in the dumpster. You know, they just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. The the notice did say that uh, they would have to remove personal possessions. Uh, yeah. I I guess I'd have to uh, uh, look at that order again. That proposed order again, and make sure that it wasn't remove it with a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So what happened? What uh, this is the uh, Richard is the attorney for the for the bank, uh, yeah. and William was is the the CEO. So who who showed up? Nobody. <laughs> uh, Richard called in telephonically. And the judge had previously given him permission to do that. Okay. So, uh, you know, right, right there, you know, you know, uh, um, we have uh, a right to face our accusers. And I didn't waive. I, I didn't give him permission to call in. So. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah, but what, what, I mean, you, you guys walked in and, and they announced the case, and what happened? What's what's the you know what's their claim? I mean, you, you've been putting notices in, looking for paperwork, looking for you know they claim they sold it to themselves and all this other stuff. What what happened? What did Richard have to say when when they when they started up? Uh, he talked about. Uh, a, a little bit about it that that it was a foreclosure that that they had already conducted a non-judicial foreclosure um, and uh that they were uh looking to basically throw us out and, yeah um, and then he said that there, there was also another matter in a different court about us uh, taking the CEO of Alaska USA to court for trespass. Were you able to get Richard under oath? 
No. No. So he just gave offers of proof without any retribution. If anything, if he was lying, it didn't matter. Uh, well, it, it actually didn't turn out all that bad because. Um, uh, well, he wasn't under oath. Yeah, but the the judge read out uh, to him because there wasn't time uh, to get my paperwork to him before the or our court paperwork to him uh, be, before the hearing. You know, it was hard enough just to get it into the court before the hearing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so the judge read out the headings. Man in black. Okay. The, the man in black. He he read out the hearing the the headings of of the different paperwork. Yes. Uh, to to this Richard on the phone, and uh, he kind of hesitated at the at the very last one uh, on uh, conspiracy to to deprive rights. Uh huh. And after that, Richard was just really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't want you collecting any evidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, after that, um, the the man in black seemed pretty nice. Uh, He, you know, I kind of fumbled around uh, trying to to think of what I wanted to say uh, when it was my turn to speak. (laughs) And uh, Bill came out fighting. I would, I would, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, the man in the black robe just had to just calm him down and calm him down and slow him down and just kept saying, "You'll have your ten- your turn to speak, Mr. Rensel. I'll just blah blah blah." So it yeah. was, it was good. <clears throat> anyway. So uh, yeah, after uh, after. Uh, he read the paperwork into the record, um, and I got my chance to speak. I, I told him I'm a man. I'm here to settle a claim. Uh, I require uh, anything or to, to, to be due and owing. I need it to be any testimony to be under oath. And... Uh, to be um, uh, a court of record uh, and according to the common law, and uh, yeah. required a trial by jury, and uh, pretty much nobody said nothing. Really? What? What? Uh, who said what when you talked about putting the attorney under oath? Um. I didn't specifically say that uh, I required him to be under oath. I, I just said all I required all testimony to be under oath. Okay. And nobody objected. Nobody said. Well, no. yeah, testimony is, testimony can only be given under oath. Otherwise, it's just uh, you know. Otherwise, we're just having a conversation. Right. Now, just because somebody's talking in court doesn't mean they're giving testimony. Testimony is what is specifically given under oath. So, yeah. 
we need to listen to it again and, and just to replay it and figure out where we could have, you know, where we had an in that we didn't and, and we didn't take it, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm I'm sure I missed a lot of opportunities. All right. Well, is, is this your first time in uh, in court? You yeah. Know, with well, except serious like this. And I was a kid. Yeah. And I pretty well just got hosed on those. I guess I shouldn't have been speeding. <laughs> uh, according to who? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, it's just... Uh, uh, they, the legislature comes up with these opinions and... That's all the law is, you know. They, they, God says, you know, it's black and white, and then these guys create this gray area and give themselves authority over the gray area. Mm-hmm. You know, some of it, God says no. They say, well, you know, yes, in some cases, and then the other way, or God says you can do something. They say, well, not really. You know, your toilet flushes too much water, <laughs> you know? and they just. They create this gray area, so, and uh, you know, speeding is like that. You know, where, where does it say that it's okay? You know, for instance, the highways here in, in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, you know, I'm on a dirt road, and because it's not marked a specific speed limit, 55 is okay. That's it. They don't care. You know, in New Hampshire. I could be going down the highway. There's sections of the highway where there's no mailboxes, there's no on or off ramps, there's nothing. It's just highway, no buildings, and the speed limit is 35. Wow. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, they, they just, you know, from one light to the next, which is like three or four miles apart, you can get up to 45. Huh. You know, it, it's, it's crazy. I've, I've done 70 miles an hour through town at, at 2 in the morning over here following traffic. I'm just going with the flow. There's three or four cars, and we're all doing 70, one light after another. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's just I couldn't believe it. You know, I would have never done it if I wasn't following a couple of you know pickup trucks and whatever. It, yeah, and, it, and it, at the time of night that it was, two or three in the morning, or yeah, it was at least it was way after midnight. I don't know. I don't think it was three, but it was probably close to two o'clock. Yeah, you'd think they'd be looking for drunks or whatever. Nobody. They just said these guys, you know, nobody cares. They're just cruising right along, right through de- right through town, you know, four or five lanes wide, wide open. You know, it's just an opinion. Huh. I understand about minding your own business up up there in Minnesota. I guess, huh? I guess they do because uh, uh, I'm. I really, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I've been here for a year and have not been pulled over for any reason whatsoever. Not to check, you know, why is this guy with New Hampshire plates still driving through town a year later? You know, they don't, they don't bother. They just, you know, whatever. It's none of their business. They don't care. <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, so during that, during the, course of the afternoon today I think we were in there maybe half an hour but um, 
That's all. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like an eternity. <laughs> yeah. A uh, couple of things. Uh, Richard um, wasn't too sharp. He, I don't think he expected us to be there. Yeah, uh, he expected to to just roll through. Oh, nobody even to talk to. Yeah. He didn't uh, have any prepared. How many novices did you guys put in? Twelve. Twelve. Well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think it was all told twelve, but I think that included uh, the letter to the federal judge. Uh huh. The chief uh, district judge of Alaska. Yeah. The conspiracy to to. To uh, what is that one called? Conspiracy to conspiracy against rights. Conspiracy yeah. against rights. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think that was really the <laughs> the thing that made the difference in this hearing. Uh huh. You know, because uh, otherwise it would have been blah. They would have thought you know blah 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 blah. You know. So what? These got this oh, guy. It's a little different when you give a heads up to the chief judge of the federal court that somebody's abusing, uh, well, yeah, abusing your right to, uh, to to the quiet enjoyment of life. <laughs> yeah, but they did, um, you know, Bill Bill did say, you know, he evoked common law, he's a man, and he required this and that and evoked common law, but they still kind of slid right through that to some kind of a possession in the next hearing for who gets to possess the property. What um, next hearing? Yeah, there is a next one. There right. is. As it stands, uh, yeah, as it stands, you know, Bill said you got to bring, it, it was really interesting because the way the way it happened is that Bill said his piece and then, the man of the black robe said to uh, Richard, uh, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Mr. Olmstrom? And they started kind of talking about how long it would take him to come up with his witnesses and how Olmstrom was going out of town and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And, you know, acting like he has, you know, somebody who can come in and be a witness of this non-claim. And so then they scheduled, they started scheduling stuff, and Bill said, i got to be out to work out in Hooper Bay until September. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, so they're, they're off scheduling this, these hearings and these trials, and, and they kind of, Bill's like, well, I could come back in. And, and, and so they came up with something, but we really didn't understand what it was they were talking about. So Bill went along with it, you know, and said, okay. I'll, I'll, uh, sure, I'll play. Um, yeah, but a hearing for what? You, you know, you, you're there for a hearing today. Did, did anybody make a claim? Nobody did. And, and, and right. And so it seemed like there was something we needed to do to push that issue. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, like, like an appearance fee, you know, Elton John. 
Like I need twenty grand today, and uh, and and if you pay me, I'll come back next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a little a little bit bit uh, beyond what he was ready to do today. Yeah. Well, that's a tough one. I've never even done that. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, it's in there. It's in my head. You know, and because uh, there's no, you know, you're. You're responding to an invitation, uh, which is, you know, you're participating in, you, you've got a summons to appear. You know, there's a case. You know, there's, an, there's supposed to be another man showing up to make a claim, and there's no man. So, you know, what are you doing wasting my time? You know, if there was another man, then he has the right to lay his claim and, and, uh, and to accuse you on the record. But uh, we're, and you have the right to face your accuser and to give an answer for yourself. But if if there's no other man, then why are why are you there? Right, right. And that's where, um, you know, I, the more I think about it, the more I, you know, I, I think fee schedule and somebody's paying me to be here. You know, I don't care what. I don't care if it's ten bucks. You know, I don't care if it's only ten dollars, and I would literally give them a bill for you know for ten or twenty or fifty dollars or whatever, just just to um, you know just because you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, it's just hard to pivot to that. Oh yeah, it is. It takes a while to start you know swinging into action that way. I mean, they. <clears throat> Start dancing. They, they they go right past what you're saying, but I guess the 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 issue is, and Bill brought him back to the note several times. He did bring him back, but uh, I think we're both kind of at a loss to as to what would have been, you know, might have been effective on that. Just, uh, but but I guess just if there's no man who's here today. That's coming forward with a claim, and there's not going to be a man the next time you plan to meet because you're only having Richard come. You know what are we what are we talking about? And then the other thing is that we have a you know we have our claim that we've in Superior Court, and this thing was in District Court, and you know people have given us all kinds of input on on that. Uh, people that came to to listen to the hearing. Telling us oh, yeah? in the wrong in the wrong court, and that we should have it removed, or we should tell them, you know, we're not going to go forward at all in this until the until our claim that's pending is heard. I don't know. I, 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 well, it's you know, it, it's uh, there's already a case in process, you know, with the same parties, so. You know, this is already, you know, this matter's already in court, and you're already making a claim. Okay, and, and actually, Richard brought that up, and he he made a distinction. He said that um, that wasn't, I don't know, he lied in some way that sounded real pretty. So Yeah, well, that's the problem with having an attorney speak in court. You know, they've got no firsthand knowledge, and they're just blabbing out and making offers of proof and, and speaking.
spewing. Okay, so that was the opportunity we missed is just to not put him not to not to push. Yeah, again. not yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That was the biggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we know. <laughs> oh, there's um the you, you know, just uh I remember I remember hearing. I mean, Carl's told me this, but then, but I've, you know, when I was with him in Virginia, working on cars and doing things, you know, just whatever we were doing, you know, people would call him up and he'd be talking. And I remember, uh, you know, every time that, uh, that 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 this subject would come up about the attorneys talking, yeah. you know, the he'd be, he, you know, it was always the same thing. It was this automatic, "Who are you and why are you speaking? You're not under oath." You know, yeah. who who said you had you know who said you could speak you know this isn't about you you're not you know this is about me it's about my life my my house my dog my whatever it's got nothing to do with you you, you know, and and he's just got this like automatic this auto response um where it's a it's blunt it's really really blunt and um I'm so glad you guys are able to make it to the hearing today. I and mean, that that's tough with, with three days notice. You know. <clears throat> At least it was the weekend. <laughs> oh yeah. It was it I can't believe how well that came together that fast. It was amazing. It was eighty three yeah. pages. And I mean we're not for a high page count or anything like that, but it just Eighty three pages and twelve notices? Yeah. Um uh, I don't know what most was. The finding, the findings of fact uh, notice. Yeah. That was long. I haven't had a chance to look through your stuff. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, we've been working together for so long. I figured you guys are all set anyway. <laughs> just, I'll just wait to hear what happens later, and I'll check it out. Yeah, I mean, if uh, you ever get a chance, but most of that was exhibits. Oh, and we forgot to tell you. So Bill brings it up in court today. He says, uh, all these people were coming at me telling me I owed them money, and I didn't know which one was which. And so all we were trying to do was find out who it is that has the note, who's the holder in due course, and give us the chain of title. So now I'm going to require it. We got home. There's a notice on our door. What? Yeah. You got home from court, and there was a notice on the door from who? Well, from the bank. From no, from Alaska USA Federal Credit Union, the old one. The old one. The, <laughs> before they sold it to themselves. Yeah, the ones that sold it. Yeah, they don't even know they sold it to themselves. I mean. Uh huh. I, I don't know that they did because the the old one is. Upper and lower case, and the new one is all capital. It's like, yeah. Is is it a, a, a different corporation? Well, well okay. If they sold, if they sold the note to themselves, if they, you know, if they bought the whatever it is, you know, whatever they did, the, you know, that that's the purpose of the chain of custody of the note is so that you can see who, you know, who's who's the holder, who's the holder in due course. When did this happen? Who who transferred it? Who signed off? Who notarized it? You know, you can get the whole the whole layout. 
and know what's going on. You know, because you can't you can't argue with an attorney who's sitting there showing you know, especially on a on on a on a, on a telephonic uh, hearing. I mean, the guy's not even there to cross-examine. Yeah. Yeah, so, but he did tell us that, um, I think they're confusing themselves. I think they don't even know who the old owner is and who the new owner is. And what. It's, I think it's all it's all a shell game, you know? Yeah. You know, they, they're, 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 they want you, they've, and it's not just three shells with the little peanut underneath it. You know, they've got 12 shells, and, and they just keep moving stuff around. Next thing you know, they've got this different-looking shell and this other one, and you know, and they just keep moving stuff around, hoping that, you you know, you give up. And, uh, yeah, when you, when you stand there and say, look, I, I don't care which peanut you're talking about. I just, you know, somebody, somebody invited me to the party, and uh, I require some man to take the stand right now and and under oath make a claim. Otherwise, you know, there's no there's no controversy without a claim. If there's no claim, how can there be a controversy? You know, how can there be a court? How can there be jurisdiction? There's nothing. And you know, they, and they just want you to keep looking at the, you know looking for the peanut. <laughs> right. Yeah. He he told us um, William Eckert that we've been calling the man who sometimes acts as CEO. Yeah. Is, uh, he says that's the president. The president. Yeah. Yeah, and I wondered if, like, when they made this new Shell Corporation, they made him president instead of CEO. I I don't know. Oh, he might be. He, you know, it might be an entirely different company, an entirely different person. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? You know. That's why it's so important to to have all the paperwork. You know that that chain of custody is everything. <clears throat> I can't believe they're having a hearing without giving you a copy of of who they are. They, you know they're not even laying, not even bother to lay claim on the on the case. Uh, you know, it's just uh, oh my, you know, they could just put anybody's address on that paperwork and claim somebody's house. I've heard cases where they take, you know, they they uh, the banks go in, repossess somebody's house who's on vacation, clean it out, throw all their stuff out. Person comes home to find, an, you know, an empty house and uh, a for sale sign, and you know, their furniture's gone, all their personal belongings have been thrown in the dump. It's crazy. I can't believe the courts let them get away with this stuff. Yeah, they well the court running roughshod over people for a long time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So what's, um, did, did Richard offer any paperwork? Did he put anything in today? Not today. Um, well, not not today, no, but it came, yeah, it came with the summons notice. Yeah. But he, he, he didn't add anything new. No, no. no. He, he's just apparently looking for rent. Well, rent and, and makes they want to they want to secure the house and make sure that nobody's causing any damages to the house. That's what they. It's our job. It's our house. <laughs> exactly. But you know that, that's their 
that's where they're you know they want you to 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 decide which which shell you want you know you're looking they want you looking at the peanut looking for the peanut under the shell they don't want you focusing on anything of substance yeah yeah Uh, the man in the black robe said, uh, well, he had quite a few comments, and he said, you know, maybe Mr. Olmstrom, it would help if Mr. Rensel, or, yeah, Mr. Rensel were to telephone, give you a phone call, and maybe you two could work this out. Would that be (laughs) (laughs) Did you tell him that you've been talking to, to, to Richard for four months? that you're willing to settle the claim that you've been asking him to just give you the bill? Yep, he did. You did? Yeah, it was good. Wow. It was real good. And I I think by the time this was over, Man in the Black Robe, he could see everything that was going on. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Now, this isn't the same guy that... uh, that, that wrote you that that uh, whatever it was that opinion a couple of weeks ago was it? No, no. it's uh, no. This, this is a district court, and it's usually matters less than a hundred thousand dollars at issue, and then uh, the other one was superior court. Okay, gotcha. And I got the first our claim first, and did um, refer it up to up to Superior Court based on the fact that it was a, a property issue. Yeah. And I wasn't sure, you know, I didn't know why it, this one wasn't also referred, uh, whatever they call Because it's the same property. And it's just, well, yeah, it just needs to be... Uh, it needs to be put into place, that's all. So somebody needs to say something about it. I mean, it's like you can, you, you know, you, you can consent to anything in the lower court to let the lower court um, deal with the matter, or you can, you know, you can require them to put it, to bring it to the proper court. You know, that that's in, you know, in legal ease, you have the right to do that. Yeah. Bill likes this. Um, he likes this Patrick guy better than who we've been getting the opinions from. Because the, the Superior Court man in black robe is very uh, condescending. And this Patrick this Patrick guy is is pretty good. Yeah. So. I really I really think the guy the other guy the. Uh, the Superior Court judge. I, I really think he's he's just testing you to see uh, do you have what it takes to go all the way to the end zone. And if you do, I think he's just gonna he's gonna back you up. Hmm. Okay. If you don't, he's not gonna let you go in there and hurt yourself. Mhm. Well, like we were, I think was it you I was talking about the nunchucks, the Chinese things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This okay. morning I was writing to somebody else about Excalibur, the Sword of Justice. Yeah, you know, the. Uh, but it's you know it's the same thing. You, know, you got you get the kid who watches the Chinese movies, sees the 
the, the, the martial arts guy with the nunchucks, and it looks so simple, but once you start using them, you crack yourself upside the head a few times and you decide, you know, I don't need to learn this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, the Excalibur thing is the same thing. I was, oh, that was an email this morning. I was writing to somebody about, you know, don't let nobody tell you that common law is the Excalibur, you know, the, the, the sword of justice. And, and, and when you look at sword, you know, it's, it's the word, word with an S in front of it, sword. So the S word. <laughs> you know, don't let nobody tell you that it's the sword of justice and that you're going to go in there and conquer evil because, you know, the, if you if you really piss the judge off, the the man in black, he he will let you cut your own legs off. He he will not protect you. <laughs> He'll let you you know yield, wield that sword all over the place until there's nothing left of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really think this guy is superior court. Mm-hmm. I I think he uh, you know uh, I think he was pushing your buttons to see how you'd react. You know if you if you get offended by something like that. Uh, he's probably going to, uh, you know, stop you dead in your tracks to protect you. And, and if you, if you guys are able to just see past it and, and keep your focus, he's probably going to, you know, root for you all the way to the end zone. Well, so far the two that we've been in front of in the last two weeks for different on different issues have been great. Mm-hmm. They've been really, really good, fair. Just what was the other one? The traffic issue? When you got arrested? Yeah. And I went in, uh, well, I was in front of this judge, uh, this uh, guy we had today, and he gave me three choices. And Bill loves to tell this story, uh, and I can't really remember it all that well because I was the one standing up talking, but he said, okay, you've got you've got three choices. You can either do this, this, or this, and I said, ah, oh, I invoke common law, and he didn't say another word, and he just, he just um, pushed me over to uh, something called a status hearing, I guess, and and to see if I was going to be capable of standing up for myself, so, mm-hmm. and then, so then we went to that one, and that, that uh, man was a lot, he was also very, very patient, he was, he was, well, the, the, the prosecutor ended up walking out before we were done. Yeah. Um, and just couldn't believe, how, I, I don't know, he's just over there just fuming, and I, was requiring a, a trial by jury. And so we, yeah. went, we went through the whole thing and we set up the next, you know, the next hoop you're going to jump through. And I said, I'm assuming you're talking about a trial by jury. And man of the black robe said, no, that's a jury trial. I said, okay, well, never mind then. I rescind every offer I've made to come to be, to be there for that because I require a trial by jury. He said, we're just going to keep doing this we're just going to do it the way we always do it. And I said, well, you know, that's trespass by Baratry. And he said, right. He said, right? Well, basically, he agreed in open court that he was trespassing on my rights by way of Baratry or 
my property or however you want to term it. Yeah. Sounds like another letter to the chief judge of the federal court. <laughs> I know. I know, but we can only handle so much all, all at once. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. I, I couldn't believe it. Wow. And we've got it. We just got Can you get a copy of that recording? Just got that recording today, yes. Wow. Yeah. That kind of supports um, that there might be a conspiracy against rights going on around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah, I, I thought you would think that was pretty. Uh, yeah, I didn't... Uh... I don't remember you saying anything about that before. I haven't had time to talk about it. We came, we <laughs> we went to that hearing, and then the next couple of days, we we tried to help bail out our friend uh, who had been stuck in the local Puskow for four months almost, and finally got him to go deal with a a public defender so that he could get a bail reduction hearing. So once. Once he did that, that was the guy that we bailed out and took home, and then we got home Friday morning, um, and that... Uh, <laughs> Found the summons. <laughs> on our counter. So it's been busy. Oh, man. And you guys have been through so much in the last five months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. I'm telling you, you guys really, really need to look into talk show. Get used to. I'll teach you how to use the board, mm-hmm. and and you guys need to start doing your own calls. <laughs> you really do. You know, they, there's nothing there's nothing better than being put on the spot mm-hmm. by somebody who just interrupts your conversation and asks you a question. Yeah, it'll it it'll get you so ready for court because uh, when you're in court, you don't know what their strategy is. You know, the the other man or woman, you don't know what's going to come at you. And um, doing the talk show, you, you just, um, you develop this, this uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be off balance, you know. You get so comfortable being off balance, like it's no big deal. You know, you throw me off balance, I'm going to tell a joke until I have a chance to recover. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's okay, you know. You don't have to be in control of everything at all times. You know, it's okay to just let things roll and see what happens. And and uh, you learn to ask questions. When you get caught off guard, you ask a question. You know, somebody asks you a question, you say, I don't understand what you mean, Bob. <laughs> because, because you just broadsided me. <laughs> I won't admit it, but... <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and it really does get you ready for court. And uh, you guys have the, I mean, you you are you still teaching the common law group? Well, yeah, we yeah we meet every Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be great. You guys, you need to step it up a level. Yeah, that thing is that thing is growing. <clears throat> we got. Yeah. We've got Mr. Jim now. <laughs> you got to. We're going to get Mr. Jim doing some recordings. He he'll walk in on a on a Wednesday afternoon at four o'clock, and he'll start talking. And he's on a roll until like six six thirty. And we have to you know we have to shut him up sometimes to get a word in edgewise. But yeah, he's 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 pretty.
who you are and what you're supposed to be about. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So that's, but, yeah, um, we we will we'll try to squeeze it in and figure out when we can do it. Well, right. yeah, not now. Um, gotta, you got to, yeah. Yeah. You got to get through what you've got to get through, especially during fishing, fishing season. <laughs> oh. I want to... <laughs> That's a sore subject because we, um, Bill put off his boss to go out, you know, to get out of here. Said, just just give me another week and so we can go get our fish. I didn't tell him about the fish part. Oh, you just told him you needed another week? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you know, the the thing with our, our buddy, you know, bailing him out. And then we've had a lot of rain and so the rivers were high. So we didn't go down to to, to the the river to, to dip net like we had wanted to, and it's really a really a good thing that we didn't because there's no cell so cell phone service down there, and uh, we would have got back Monday and missed the court and you know you know the, the troopers would have been here and <laughs> we would have been out on our asses. Yeah. And you're, oh yeah, they would have cleaned it out. Yep. Uh, you're gonna need uh, the the good thing is that you you know you you did they did make their move and you were ready for it and uh, and Richard did admit that there was an existing case pen, you know pending on the same matter in another court so I, I don't think he would have admitted that so readily had we not been there he would oh no way no just, of course not was going to waltz into this podunk town, big city lawyer from Anchorage, and, you know... Yeah, I'll just do this over the phone. No big deal. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And that paperwork was like, I mean, that was a hard knock in the jaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I told you. I mean, there's nothing... And it was kind of crude and rude the way that I put it, but, you know... You walk in the court and punch him in the balls, and he'll he'll never forget it. <laughs> He's never gonna forget what you did to him today. Good. Maybe he'll think He's, twice trying it with other people. He had you served on Thursday for a hearing on Monday. Yeah. So not only did he not expect you to be ready, he probably didn't even expect you to show up. And so right. for I'm, for you to show up with twelve notices with you know, some you know, some sixty something pages of exhibits. Um, you know, that that's you 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 just took him right out. I mean, you know, like a riptide. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a miracle, practically. I think it was amazing. So. Yeah, I, I did. You feel? I mean, I didn't really go over a whole lot with you. We were hanging out this afternoon before court, but. Um, did did you after it was all done and over with? Did did you get the the impression that you were really ready? Because I thought you guys had been ready for a while. Well, I I got the impression that I, the paperwork was ready, but you know I, I I still went blank several times when I was trying to think of things to say. Yeah. 
But, I mean, you've got it. It's all in your head. You guys have been at this for four months, nonstop, day after day after day. You, know, you, you guys have it. It's just uh, I would really, really recommend you do some talk shoes. It'll, it'll get you so much more ready. Because, you know, your head's ready, but your, your mouth and your head aren't connected yet. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, and and you do focus. I mean, you're you've got so much knowledge, and you just have to focus it into something so simple. You have to boil it down and boil it down. And if you're not sure what you, you know where you're going when you get there, you know, it, it, well, you're never really sure, I guess, where you're where it's going to go. Because you're not in control of where it goes. No, you know, you knew exactly where you were going. You can't say that. You, you don't know where they're going to go. Right, right. Yeah, but you knew where you were going, and that's what messed up. That's what messed Richard up. Is you know, uh, he expected to ambush you, and you showed up and just you know whacked him upside the whatever. <laughs> and uh, you knew where you were going. He was like, you know, pick one of the shells and see if you can find the peanut and. And, you, you know, you just turned the tables over and said, take the stand, asshole. <laughs> you, know, you know, somebody better be making a claim today. I was planning on going fishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know where you were going. Well, and, you know, the thing about the fishing, you got to understand, when, when the fish come up, when the salmon come up, the Copper River, or if you go down to the Kenai and stand on the beach and do your combat fishing with everybody, everybody from up north, everybody in Alaska is on the beach or at Copper River at the same time. We all get our fish at the same time. And you you got one shot pretty much. I mean, you can get other kinds of fish, but if you want if you want the salmon, you go when the fish are in. You get your subsistence quantity for your family. So it's like, I don't know, I don't know what it is, 20 or 25 per person you can get. Um, people were really working hard this year to get their fish, but it's, you either get it now or never. And so we, we did lose out on our, all of our fish for this year. You going to give Richard a bill? Yeah, we're going to have to. <laughs> well, I don't think it's a mistake that he had you served on Thursday for a hearing on Monday. You know, and, and you guys have been expecting to be out of the house for five or six days already. And, and you've been, I mean, I've been hearing the disappointment in your voice about, uh, about you know, that the fish were supposed to run this week and, I, you know, we don't know what's going on, why they're so, why they're so late and all this stuff. So I'm sure, you know, Richard uh, had you served specifically when the salmon were running so that uh, there was a much less likelihood of you guys showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't put it past him. No, it's, um, yeah. This is the time for these jerks to run roughshod over people in Alaska, definitely like the second, you know, sometime after the 15th of July. Yeah. Nobody's in town. So, wow. Yeah, I, so I bet it, you there's another peak uh, right during moose season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, you guys got the, I mean, you, 
you got this notice on on Friday morning, and uh, you spent the last three days doing this instead of fishing. And this is, you know, and if it's that serious, where you know you get your subsist your subsistence. I mean, what do you guys do? Freeze freeze all that stuff for the year? Yeah, yeah. That's and we try to just you know have salmon uh, pull out a salmon once a week and then dehydrate some and cook some, and so you're having it for, you know, you're you're using it for several meals after you pull one out of the freezer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, your pro- it, it's a good part of your protein intake every every week for the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah that's some pretty serious, that's some serious damages. It is. It, it really well, is. Yeah, if you, you start thinking about the, the prices that... Uh, Copper River salmon can get in Seattle. Yeah, nineteen a pound. Nineteen a pound. Yeah, goes from yeah, 19. and nobody showed up to make a claim. Uh huh. <laughs> That's gonna hurt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not only not only did nobody show up to make a, a claim, Richard knew back in April that nobody would ever show up to make a claim, and he still he still pushed his luck. Yeah. 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 Uh, he needs he needs a, a personalized uh letter. Mhm. Yeah. There, there's no reason for you know for a man who is uh you know an officer of the court, you know, an honorable officer of the court to to act in this way where he had foreknowledge that no man would ever make a claim and still decided to push the paper. You know, during salmon season in Alaska. Come on. That's that's some harsh that's some harsh reality coming. <laughs> I think you're dealing with an oxymoron there, honorable and player. Hey, you know what? Uh did I send you the link? Did you oh my Skype is back up. Did you get the link um yeah. <laughs> for Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> did you read that? Yes I did. Yeah. Is that the perfect setup? <laughs> what I really love about it is that Facebook is the public. It's the be- it's better public than a court. You know these these closed closed yeah. courts. It's like it that is the public. So I don't think he realizes I've created him his own personal web page. <laughs> I really don't, because we're still friends on Facebook. Yeah, he stole a hundred dollars from me. We're still friends on Facebook, and uh, you know he's just a yeah. But he's a justice of the peace. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, I hired him to do this job because I wanted the governor served, and he works in the state house as a state rep where the governor is. And I figured, hey, you know, easy money. You know, I'm going to support somebody who appears to have the same political views I do. And, uh, you know, you got to pick somebody, right? So I figured I'll just give, you know, for 100 bucks, this guy could just walk into the building, give a copy to, to Maggie and a copy to William, the Secretary of State. You know, they're, they're both, in, on, you know, on the same, in the same building. It's a, it's, it's a small building. It's not that big, you know. Hundred feet by hundred feet. I mean, it's it's not. I, I don't even think it's that big. Uh, but you know, one's on the first floor, the other one's on the second floor, and the, and the legislature meets on the second floor. So it's not a big deal to, to just drop papers off, quick hundred bucks, and 
yeah, I don't think he ever expected it to develop into uh, in, into this drama that uh, he has yet to realize landed on his doorstep. When I realized he was ignoring me and just keeping my money, you know, uh, my wife was saying, you know, she was laughing. She looked at it today. She was like, you know, you, you were saying, hello, hello, Jordan. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, that was a really – I took advantage of the fact that, that he's clueless and sent him notices and everything through Facebook messages. Yeah. Uh, well, did uh, did he actually? I, I guess you told him not to serve the one guy if he hadn't done it yet, and then he writes back to you and said they were served. Yeah. Well, I was running out of time, and I said, you know, if you have not yet, so I told him on a Saturday morning, if you have not yet served the Secretary of State, it was just a letter. I was writing William a letter because I'm in Minnesota and I couldn't drop it off, and I figured. You know, I'll pay. I'll, you know, if you're going to be there anyway, and it's kind of important, you know, I'd really like to get an answer. Uh, you know, you can drop it off. But when he didn't do it, I, I sent him a message on on Saturday, uh, whatever that date was, the third week of July, and said, "Look, if you haven't served him yet, don't bother, because I I needed him to serve the court the following week." Yeah. And uh, and then he comes back two days later and says, "Well, I served him." Yeah, well, yeah, of course, because I told you, you know, not to do it. You know, he wanted to get another fee. Oh, uh, and and you never got the affidavits from him? No, I haven't got. The guy won't even tell. He says he sent them to me, but he won't tell me if it was by mail, by email, by. He he, he won't. He just the guy's just like totally ignoring me. Like like I'm gonna go away. You picked the wrong guy if you think I'm going away. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see what concerns me is he's a state rep and he's a justice of the peace and, you know, honorable justice of the peace, honorable uh, state representative from New Hampshire. And so uh, is he that dumb and allowed to make law or is he so dishonorable? You know, so he's either dishonorable or that much of a retard. But either way, he shouldn't be making law. <laughs> you know, he, his opinion should not be relevant when it comes to how other people should be acting. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's why I took it to the extent that I did. If it was somebody else's, you know, it's a hundred bucks, you know, whatever. You know, somebody rips me off. At least I didn't get mugged. You know, but. You know, because this guy, you know, on his Facebook page appears to be such an upstanding man, you know, such a, such a, an honorable member of the citizenry, um, it just really pissed me off. Yeah. Is is there any like other than laziness or stupidity? Is there any real motivation for him not to have served? Well, you know, all I, I, I got a hold of John, my friend, the state rep. And said, John, uh, you know, do you know this guy? He says, yeah. He said, you know, he's a, he's all right. He's a cool guy. He seems like a cool guy. He says, I don't know him personally, but I mean, I know his voting record. And uh, and uh, and I said, well, you know, this is what he did. Uh, you know, it just doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like the kind of guy to just take you a hundred bucks and run. You know, he just doesn't. 
you know, he, 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 he stands up for all the things that uh, the conservative people stand up for, you know, the gun rights and the freedom of speech and all that other stuff. So, you know, he... You know, he looks like the kind of guy that cares about a lot of the same stuff that I care about. And, uh, you know, the stuff that I used to engage with when I was in New Hampshire. And so for him to act this way really, really surprised me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, I I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. You know, I, I I was talking to my wife about, you know, what causes somebody to act like this? Somebody who's, you know, otherwise so, you know, appears to be so level-headed, so, you know, they just take your, you know, your money and run, you know, but in the public eye, they're just so special and so wonderful and so kind, and, you know, it, it, she's like, you know, stop trying to figure him out. <laughs> and, and, you know, for me, I don't get it. I'm, I'm not like that, you know, so, so. I just don't understand how somebody can be like that. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, and, but then again, you know, here's, here's Richard, you know, you sent them, you you put public notice in the newspapers of, uh, you know, that you, you wish to settle all claims on your property. And, and, you know, you, you gave him paperwork. He responded over and over to you. I mean, if anybody who understands law, legalese or whatever you want to call it, it's Richard. He's, he's an attorney for a bank, and, and he's got full knowledge of all this paperwork, yet he has you served during the peak of the fishing season. Yeah. I mean, that's disgusting. Oh, it, it, of course, he doesn't call himself honorable, which is a good thing. <laughs> no, he calls himself an evictions attorney. A who? Evictions attorney. Evictions, evictions attorney. Yeah, that was on one of the papers. Oh. So every time we we send them anything, we put evictions attorney really big on the outside of the envelope. Yeah, absolutely. Own it, brother. <laughs> you want it? Here it is. <laughs> Mother would be proud. <laughs> yeah, my your your mama would be proud. That's right. Who's the last 90-year-old you threw out of the house? When I wrote to John this morning, I, he was the first guy I gave a copy of the website to, the webpage, and said, look, you know, is there any reason I shouldn't make this public? Yeah. You know, and I was hoping he'd give me a reason, because I've really, I've been putting this off for two weeks. And uh, he, he his answer was... Um, his answer was, uh, well, the, you know, the, the, the wall of shame uh, is coming back. <laughs> you know, uh, public shaming. He says, public shaming is coming back. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, that's my go-ahead. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> John, John can, John's pretty good. You know, if he can't come up with a good reason for me not to do it, then it's, it's just time to get the job done. And yeah. John got a hold of Jordan. You know, well, he, he he sent them messages and said, you know, this is what's going on. You know, why are you doing this? You know, I asked John to get a hold of Jordan for me to find out, you know, yeah. why are you doing this? You know, right. oh, I never got back to that. Uh, my suspicion was that the governor um, of New Hampshire or or somebody uh, is is uh, threatening him. 
because he just doesn't he doesn't look like somebody who would just take the money and run. He just really doesn't. He looks like Santa Claus, you know. <clears throat> so is he being threatened? You know, he's ignoring me. He's not you answering. Asked, you asked him if he was being threatened, and he told you in one of them that he uh, he hadn't gotten any of your messages or something. Yeah, and I can see he's been looking at my messages. It says when they look at the messages on Facebook. <laughs> well, you know, the only thing I can think of is if Homeland Security is involved and they told him that I'm under investigation and don't talk to me, then he would have to, you know, not talk to me. So, and that's, you know, that's that's been a concern, you know. Why would, I, I mean, I, I sent, uh, the governor, a pretty basic letter that says, look, one of your attorneys is doing this. It's causing me harm. Um, you know, I, I, I require your assistance. I mean, it, it, I'm looking for help. It was a letter looking for help. I mean, I can't imagine anybody would be interested in that at all. You know, I had mailed it to her, and I didn't know if she got it, so I wanted to make sure that she got it because I need some help. You know, I'm looking for some assistance. And... Uh, she gets paid to help people. She's the governor. That's her job. So I wanted to make sure I was at the top of the list you know, of people who need help. <laughs> well, you know, help your fellow man. You know, just uh, you know, I want to resolve this. I'm 1,500 miles away. I don't want to drive back to New Hampshire to handle this. This is ridiculous. No, I've been trying to resolve this for almost a year. Uh, you know, and all they can do is take me back to court. That's insane. Yeah, and this is <clears throat> the one you just tied up all the loose ends on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's not all tied up, but it's pretty pretty near the end. Yeah. I, mean, I just dropped uh, all the letters that I wrote to everybody. You know, and I wrote a lot of letters, notices. You know, I, I just, uh, I think I just dropped 55 pages on the court this week, this Monday. Hmm. This, well, a week ago. I sent it out from here, registered a, a week ago. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, um, you know, that's the culmination of four months' worth of writing. I don't know. You know, it's, uh, I've given a copy out. I mean, to you guys and a, a bunch of other people now, because uh, you know, I'm concerned. You know, if something happens to me, I need to be able to get my hands on that paperwork. Yeah. You know, or if my computer mysteriously crashes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these things used to seem so far-fetched, but they don't anymore, do they? Uh, not to me, they don't. Not to me. Now, once, yeah, you, I... once you hear your friends, uh, you know, your friends' voices on FBI recording. <laughs> wow, I've never had that. <laughs> they're talking about you behind your back. <laughs> wow. Well, huh. Well, that's what they think. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, FBI, for, for letting me know. Thanks for your service. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then but you realize, gosh, you know, 
they put you know they put people around here under investigation for what for like being you know just being politically active and for speaking out on all of our foundational principles and just you know well they they opened an investigation on on a a woman uh just so they could look at her private facebook page wow like that that's I, I I read the email traffic back and forth the between uh the attorneys and the FBI and uh they said, Well, yeah, if, if we wanna if we wanna look at that Facebook page all all we've gotta do is open an investigation and then and then we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh there was a guy in New Jersey who went to court this morning <clears throat> and he was looking at I think it was a year and a half in jail. And uh, and I could tell from his paperwork and uh, what was going on. It was it was a preliminary hearing, and I I really got the impression that he was really going to be okay. So he came out of there, and uh, they charged him 127. The judge told him, "Look, you know, I'm going to charge you 127 bucks, and it's not going to show up on your record, and you can just go home." And this is you know. The cops went to his house with child services to check up on his kid on a child abuse case, and he, re- you know, he let them in, but then they wanted to search the house. He's like, "You're not searching the house," and he tried to get them back out of the house, and and uh, so it, you know, it turned out he got arrested. But in the report, it says after they put him under arrest, uh, they went and checked on the kids, and the kids were sitting in the kitchen eating dinner. And, you know, he's a single dad. And, uh, you know, the kids were well taken care of. They were well dressed. Everything was fine. And they closed their investigation. And I thought, nothing's going to come out of this. You know, they did their investigation. It was some bullshit report. And, and he's going to be okay, you know. Uh, you know but, I, I mean, I, I do feel the stress. And the guy's, the guy's a single dad. He's looking at 18 months in jail over obstruction of whatever, you know, whatever they charged him with. But, uh, you know, in that police report, uh, they admitted that they reported him to Homeland Security and that he's now on the sovereign citizen's watch list. Wow. Mm. It's right It's right there in the police report, you know. Oh. It's insane. You know, for what? You know, because he wanted to be let alone? Oh, how evil can you be? Yeah. yeah. This is- <clears throat> Basic yeah, he told them they could come in. They, you know, they, they they said, "Look, we're here. We've got a court order to check up on the kids." So he let them in, but then they wanted to check out the whole house, and he was like, "No, my kids are fine. They're right there. You know, I'm not letting you go through my whole house." And that was, you know, that was the charge. That's when they decided to charge him. You know, so so because of that, he's on the Homeland Security watch list. It's crazy. Yeah, that sounds like conspiracy against his rights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just crazy, though. That um, that when I was in traffic court last week, um, man in the black robe said, "Are you a member of that group?" I can't remember what it's called, and I said, "No, I'm not a member of any group. What group are you talking about?" I said, "I think that's highly prejudicial if 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 you're talking about um." You know, if you're assuming I I have some kind of group status. Well, I'm in the group of the Algonquit uh, crocheting <laughs> group. 
I went after him a little bit. I wasn't, you know, I went after him a little bit. Just like, uh, oh, what <clears throat> what group yeah. do you belong to? No, we call that African American now. Uh, or African American. I'm not African American, but I'm just saying it's. Oh it's yeah, yeah. So prejudicial. Uh huh. The yeah. N-word. Why don't you, Why don't you call me the N word? You know, and I I didn't say that, but it's just like, what What are you talking about? He said, "Oh, don't worry." And and the guy is a nice man. He's he's a very nice man. And he he's nice in which way? Like foolish nice? <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, I know the meaning of the word nice. Yeah. <laughs> <But> he, <laughs> he, he is. He just. Uh, you know, unless he's Bill said, unless he's a really good actor and he's really really evil, <laughs> he seems like a nice man. And uh, <clears throat> but he he was telling us, oh my uncle, you know, my uncle was one of those and blah blah blah, and uh. Uh huh. He tried to make this argument about why he shouldn't have to have a driver's license. And if you've got a better argument, you know, he didn't win and he he, he lost his case and but if you think uh, you've a better argument then I'm I'm willing to listen, you know. <coughs> yeah. He wanted us to know that even his uncle was one of those weirdos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I really I, I, there's nobody's ever gonna convince me these guys aren't playing dumb. Okay. I've just seen too much. I've seen too much. I've seen too much paperwork. I've heard too many court recordings. Mm-hmm. I, I think these guys. I, I, I think the number one way to become a man in black is to know how to play dumb, and to draw because it's you know you're drawing people out. You know, like being a detective, a police detective. You know, Columbo. You 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 play dumb and people talk, and yeah. it's the same you know same thing. The, you know the the man in black is drawing the information that he needs in order to be you know he already knows what he wants to do, so he's trying to get you to talk enough to support what he's going to put on that decision on that opinion later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, <clears throat> unless of course you go in there with some really chill paperwork, you know, three, four sentences and that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, cool, thanks for the invitation to the party. Who's the other, who, who am I dancing with? What do you mean, what do you mean I have to dance alone? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think anybody has to dance alone. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, this isn't the Olympics. Uh, you know, the court exists to have, you know, to settle controversies between two parties, two men, two something, or, or more, maybe three or four, 20, or, you know, they, they have the uh, class action stuff. I mean, but they exist to settle controversies. So if I'm the only one here, how can there possibly be a controversy? Well, don't you see, you know, aren't you interested in looking for the peanut under the shell? <laughs> no. I'm supposed to be fishing. <laughs> oh, you must be from the big city. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, 
um, that's what civil law is all about, people in cities, I guess. It's not the, well, it's not the ruralites law. The ruralites law is common law. And, uh, you know. If things weren't civil, the attorneys wouldn't make any money because we'd get to the point much too quickly. Yeah. The rules of civil procedure. This is how we're going to proceed civilly. You know, nobody's going to pull no, you know, common law, the man must appear stuff. You, know, you can't be having that. And nobody's going to make no money. <laughs> Courthouse will go bankrupt. Well, the, you know what? It's it's really amazing um, what's been going on, and I'm seeing it more and more, and I think it's because of July 1st and the decree that has come down from the Pope in Rome. Yeah. And this, this civil law is Roman civil law. It's run by the Pope. That's, you know, that's really interesting. I never thought of it that way. Uh, yeah. It actually is. And the, the uh, you know, if you, you you're reading uh, Brent's book. I got I got two pages into it. And I, I was blown away. I couldn't believe the stuff he was so blunt about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I haven't had a chance to get back. I did look at the Visigoth uh, stuff that you were talking about when okay. you first sent me the book, and um, and I, I didn't get it. <laughs> but um, Yeah, that was just to say that I think Carl comes by all of this naturally because I know he's a Visigoth. <laughs> you know, it's those... German Gothic people. Yeah. They were really, really stubborn about just once they got common law, that was it. They would go to war. And they they said, you know, basically, you know, they just, you know, basically shut up. (laughs) I'm I'm further into it than I thought. I'm on page 21, which is only... I mean, the preface starts at 17, so it's still only four pages in. But, yeah, he says the you know, on page 20, he says, the common law focuses on due process, not on a desired result. Following the right process by asking the right questions can yield the right result. Uh, justice following the wrong process by asking the wrong questions will never yield the right result. The process of the common law tradition are consonant with holy writ the one having outfitted his conscience with the principles of scripture and having informed his understanding with the common law's applications of those principles will occupy and hold ground allotted him against evil. And I thought, wow, that's the coolest line I've ever heard, I've ever read. Will occupy and hold the ground allotted him against evil. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know, that's, that's your kids, that's your car, that's your everything. You know, hold your ground. Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's as far as I got. <laughs> I, thought, I love this guy. I wrote. I wrote to him, and uh, his secretary wrote back. And I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to do a show with him. Uh, I hope that's why he wants my phone number. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was up here. Um, we met him before. Well, we bought that book maybe uh, six weeks ago. And he. Was oh, up- you know what? Well, well, we're talking about it. There's a lot of people listening, by the way. Um, Unmuted people out, but um, the book is Excellence of the Common Law by Brent Winters, 
and the ISBN number is 0976-5520-0-0. But it's it's, uh, on the back cover. It says Common Law versus Civil Law, and this is 955 pages. And uh, I got my copy from Bill and Maria. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we ordered a box of 12. We just can't uh, get enough. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't. I was. I went to his website. Yeah. Brent went to his website and, and started looking at the stuff he's got. And wow. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I, I, I just, uh, I've got my personal stuff to deal with, you, you know, uh, trying to resolve that stuff and uh and i want to enjoy my summer but man i want to read his stuff <laughs> right yeah the annotated bible he's he's prolific he's i don't know he was he's got a lot of stuff out there you know, did you did you go to his website did you see all the common law stuff he's got oh yeah 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 but, but you know i'm still just you know where does he do his show uh i don't I don't know. I just I found it by linking to it from Facebook. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Just amazing. And what what I I I did find Roscoe Pound. He's got references to Roscoe Pound in there. He's got references to. Um, Sounds familiar. Who's Roscoe Pound? Uh, he was the. Uh, I think he was the chancellor or somebody at Harvard. Harvard or Yale. He he wrote a book. Recently or 200 years ago? Yeah. you. you uh, like 100 years ago. 100 years ago, okay. Yeah, you found his book. And then I think he also has, um, I think he also references the, um, your, one of your favorite books, the English Common Law in the Early American Colonies. Yeah. But, wow. And and what's great about it are the references and the footnotes. Um, because you know, you you get through his material, but there's so many other places to go. Yeah, I I don't think you could ever get to the end of all the different footnotes and investigating all those other books that he's got in there. That, holy cow! It's, it's amazing anybody could put that book together. It, it is. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading his stuff. He was a, um, he was a mining. He, his expertise was in mining law. Start out mining. So, yeah. Um, Best attorney I've, I've ever dealt with. Uh, when I first got divorced in 2002, um, what was his name? Mm. Yeah, I don't remember, but he, um, Fredette, last name was Fredette, uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire, and he's a, he's an attorney that deals with pharmaceutical contract law, and this guy knew how to make a record, holy cow, in two months, I got a bill for seven grand, and that was it, I couldn't afford him anymore, but Every little thing that came up, he wrote a letter about. He laid down a record so thick. After two months, you know, I was like, seven grand for two months. We haven't even gone to the first hearing yet, and, you know, <laughs> and I'm already out of money. And uh, 
but I looked, you know, I looked at the paper trail that he laid down in that first two months, and and it was amazing. Every single issue that could possibly be addressed, he wrote a letter about, and he sent it off to her attorney. I mean, he was just just slamming this guy with uh, with, with you know, no. It, I mean, it's what we call notices. He didn't label his stuff. He just one, you know, he's just an attorney. He's just writing. And you know, he told me, he says, I don't do family law. I think it's disgusting. He says, I, you know, nobody in my practice does family law. We don't do that stuff. He says, but you know, somebody, you know, I'm doing this for you because uh, the guy who did my will, my uh, last will and testament, that, uh, that paperwork I had done at that time, you know, uh, when we split up, uh, he got a hold of this guy, Richard. I think it was Richard Fredette. Oh, that's your, you have a Richard also. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but, you know, he, he said he was, you know, the only reason he was doing it was because he was, you know, helping me get through. But holy cow, seven grand. And and, and I ended up working on his house for like three weeks to pay off the, the, the last part of it because he needed all his work done in his house. <clears throat> but uh, what a paper trail. This guy knew how to write. He knew how to make sure that everything got, uh, everything got, on the record. Huh. It's so, amazing. How do you how do you go about that? That's I always wonder about that. How do you figure who you want to write to? I mean, I, know I don't. I write to everybody. You write to everybody. Okay. I write to everybody. Yeah. I, if I can think of somebody to drag into it, then okay. guess what? You're invited to the party. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I don't leave anybody out. You know, you can always forget about them later, um, yeah. and, and you can you know, and and you might want to hold off. You know, you might not want. You know, I like to know that there's there's at least a few people paying attention and people who've got liability, something to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time writing to somebody who who. Uh, if I okay. I guess that the answer would the you know the answer to the question would be liability, uh, like Good Samaritan laws, where if a child is if a kid if a, you know a boy a girl a child whatever you want to call them is being abused and you know or neglected or whatever and you know about it and you don't do anything about it obviously you know you're an adult you're you're a mandated reporter you know, and that's the view that society has about that issue. And likewise, uh, you know, the other Good Samaritan kind of things, you know. So uh, people in public office who've got an oath of office to do certain things, um, you know, for instance, uh, anything to do with uh, health and human services or child, uh, the, the what's the CD something with the kids there, the Child Protective Services, CPS, uh, you know, it depends which state you're in. They have they have different names, but anything to do with them is all under the governor. You know, it's all administrative, like traffic tickets. And so, it, you know, there's this chain of uh, authority that that derives that comes down from the CEO of the corporation. You know, the 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 government of the state of New Hampshire, for instance, is is it's incorporated. You know, the, the legislature has a Dun and Bradstreet number. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how much more obvious can you get? So uh, it, it's, you know, the, the legislature 
uh, rights stuff. It gets executed by the by the uh, governor's office through all its different administrative branches, and then the final decisions are all made by some uh, well in criminal stuff anyway. Uh, you know, it ends up before a judicial court. But you know, these guys are calling uh, the, the the CPS stuff. You know, they're calling that court. That's not court. That's an administrative hearing. You know, internal affairs, and uh, they're dragging you in under their internal rules. And you know, that's why we get slaughtered in court because we think we're in court. We're not in court. That that's not a court. Right. Yeah. We we yeah. saw the ladies uh, driving walking by today with a little wagon full of paperwork and Bill said look at them I'm taking my files out for a walk and I said those are the child snatchers Bill but they were going to court with all these files they can't even carry them all wow unbelievable Carl um, Carl has a new video he put out today Oh. Did did I give you a link to that no, uh-uh. My internet's been down. I've been having such a hard time today. What's, Let me, been uh, What's Carl been working on? Uh, somebody, the uh, Child Protective Services sent his daughter on vacation to Colorado. Oh, my gosh. Never told them about it, and he found out about it and uh, called them up. And I haven't had a chance to listen to the video. I've been oh. sending it to people as my internet's been working, but... I haven't even had a chance to listen. I'm going to send it to you right now. That's how they lose kids. That's why kids end up, they're not there anymore. You know, they suddenly disappear. They go into tra- traffic, sex trafficking rings or whatever. Yeah. Get, Man. They get sold. And the, uh, the title is Carl Lentz versus Augusta County Prosecutor. Uh, Harris, in quotes, 8-27-2016. I sent Carl a text message letting him know that um, it's not August August 27th. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't matter. He he had one view when you know when I first when he first told me about it. I clicked on it and I think he was the only one that had watched it. And then uh, after about 10 minutes, there was 62 views, and now it's 183. Wow. Uh, it's climbing quick. Uh, he said he's got another video that um, I should check my email now that it's yeah, he still hasn't sent it. He says he needs it converted over so he can upload it. Um, but I, I don't have that kind of internet. I don't know if it'll get through on uh, on email. <clears throat> I mean, eventually, I suppose it would. But so he's so be you know be looking for his uh, his other one. He he does have something else he's planning on putting up, and he says that one's really really technical. He says this one was a was a conversation, but the next one is going to be really really technical. Good. And okay. uh, it's on his channel, Carl Lentz. On his YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's. You know, have you noticed the ones uh, with the brick wall? Uh, I can't remember who's putting those up, but there's a picture of a brick wall. Um, a brick wall? I'll have to go look. Yeah, send me a link. Yeah, they were really, really interesting ones. Um, the man, I thought he was uh, from the U.K. He has a really obvious uh, 
Maybe he's Irish. Yeah, I don't know. Obvious, uh, you know, English accent, and it's just really, really great stuff. Oh, well, now that I've got my, my Internet back up, I'll... Uh... He's talking to Carl, is what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, a conversation he's having with with Carl, and I, I ran across him last Saturday, but I haven't been able to get back to it yet. So. Yeah, send me a link. I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there? Uh, it's uh, it's one in the morning. Well, quarter of one. I know it's early over there, but um, I'm getting tired. <laughs> uh, is there something? Uh, anything you wanted to cover before we? Uh, no, um, we'll, yeah, you know, I don't know if you'll have time to listen to it, but we can send you what we got the recording of today. We we do have questions about what you know what we what we need to do next. If we think we need to just say, you know, never mind, we're not coming to that. You know, we're not going to be able to continue this. We're not going to be able. To yeah, it's a tough call. I, I've I've had several hearings. I did, uh, one in New York, one in New Hampshire. This last one in New Hampshire, where I've told the court, "Don't expect me to show up." I, I don't know who's you know. I'm not coming in for an ambush, and it's a tough call. It's really, especially when they t- when they tell you they're going to arrest you if you don't show up. You know, when it's an arrestable thing, to 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 tell them, you know, go screw yourself. I'm not playing your peanut game. Um, so. Because, you know, I mean, I've, either, I've always heard Carl say, uh, show up at every single opportunity. Don't ever miss an opportunity to make the record. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, for me to drive 1,500 miles over an issue that can be resolved in a, in a, in, in a letter, um, you know, I, I'm just not, I wasn't willing to do it. You know, the one in New York, was uh, it was just six hours from New Hampshire, and it's thirty hours to get here. So it would take me twenty four hours just to get back to that. Uh, I'm not, I'm just not doing that for a traffic ticket. It ain't happening. No. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, you you've got um, you've got salmon season, and um, you know, you you can't prove that he did this intentionally now. You know, at the at the peak of salmon season, but you can show that he that Richard has known about this, and the fact that the uh, the the complainant uh, has full knowledge that there is no claim. I mean, you, you you know since April. I mean, you you've been you've been pumping them with paperwork since April. So for them. For Richard to now come forward and 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 lay something on you at the peak of of the salmon fishing season, come on, that that's not only is it obvious, you know, he, he's had months and months and months of, of foreknowledge, knowing that he doesn't even have a client. So I, I think that that's what needs to be addressed immediately, and um, yeah, I, I'd be looking to get the guy disbarred myself. Yeah. Yeah. He's making false claims. He knows it's a false claim. That's why he shut his mouth when you talked about conspiracy against rights. Yeah. <laughs> he knows he's making false claims. You know, he, he, you guys have been writing back and forth for six months. Oh, he, he, you know, there's, there's no plausible deniability. 
It's almost. It's been almost a year, Gus. But but just to Richard, maybe six months. Well, we'll go look. We have a dispute about this. How long? Either way, you've got. You're talking about a guy who has known for at least plenty of time four solid months well, that he, there is no claim. What he's yeah. what he's really saying though is, now that we've stolen your house, it's legally ours because we've stolen it, or we we possess it, and now we're telling you, you got to get out. It's like, it's as if. Because they ran us over with one fraud, they get to continue. Uh, you yeah. Know. Uh, yeah. So, so the you know the conspiracy is uh, conspiracy is uh, is when two or more uh, conspire. You know, you can't have a one man conspiracy. So you have the previous owner and the new owner <laughs> conspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Their name's the same. It's like it's talking to itself. He's talking to himself. Yeah. Me and my alter ego are conspiring to get you. <laughs> well, but you really do not know who this evictions attorney represents. We have no idea who his client is. Well, it's, you know, that's uh, that's why you, you know that's why the, the man has to take the stand and and uh, and, and uh, accuse you in living voice under oath, make his claim known. Right. Speak your piece. Okay, we didn't. We we fell down on the job on that. You told us like five times right before we went in. Too. So it, we what? Know, we heard you <laughs> to to get him uh-huh. put him under oath. We heard you, and we wrote it down, and we still didn't do it. <laughs> That's all right. There's always you know you you can put a notice in, but you require you know you I mean you've you've you guys have done so much writing in the last couple of months. It's amazing. So just write up a notice that says, you know, you require uh, you require all uh, you require everybody involved in the hearing to be sworn in prior to the beginning of the hearing, you know, including the judge. You know, if the judge has an, an opinion. You know, he he's he's he can't say uh, you know he can't claim ignorance of the law. So, you know, why, you know, why shouldn't the judge be sworn in? Uh-huh. Okay. You know, if you're going to give your opinion, then it needs to be truthful. What do, what do you think about us saying that, um, you know, like a notice mistake kind of a thing where we made the, you know, we agreed to come to the hearing, the next hearing, <clears throat> realize now that we need to resolve the issue that's in superior court first before we can go. No, I wouldn't. You know what I would do? I would say, look, you invited me today. I came because I thought somebody was going to make a claim, and nobody made a claim. So here's my bill for $2,500, and I'll be happy to show up next time. That's it. And if you don't pay right now, don't expect me to show up next time. Okay. I didn't make a mistake. I showed up. You you know, the guy guy who, who initiated the case made a mistake by, you know, by knowing, by having four months' worth of foreknowledge and paperwork that there was no claim. You know, he, he made a big mistake. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's just me, you know. Well, no, and that's really how we feel, but we're just trying to be nice. Foolish? 
we know the meaning of the word nice. (laughs) Don't be nice and don't be smart. Okay. Smart. Is that something it hurts or what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And don't use the word item either. I looked that one up last week. I I was almost ashamed of myself. I'm glad I, I, I had never I had never looked it up because I never thought of using it. Yeah. And I decided the word thing is much better. Okay. Thing just really, really rocks. It's awesome. But okay. item is item's not a good word. <laughs> but you don't know until you look stuff up and you realize, you know, what it uh, what it means, you know. I'm talking to my wife. She's she's uh, you know, born and raised in the UK, so I'm hearing all these words. And you know, she was. Uh, she, I, I shared with her my recent court decision. She says, "Oh, I'm so chuffed for you." And I was like, "What the heck is that?" <laughs> How do you feel? You know, and I and I, you know, I'm thinking these are all slang words, and you know, and she tells me, you know, what it means. I look them up on Google as we're talking. And they're real words, you know. So she's got all these words that I've never heard about. It's just such a riot. My dad does the same thing. He, my dad knows I love words, and so he'll say things in French and use words I've never heard of, you know, just, just just so he can explain to me these words. You know, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Huh. What was the word she used? She's Chuffed. Because, you know, like I'm so excited I'm beside myself. You know, that kind of, it's it's that kind of an expression. I forgot what the official meaning was. But, yeah, she she just uh, comes out with these words and, and uh, it, it's amazing. It's awesome. I love, I love the expressions and the cultures and the, the different ways. The one, the one that's really tough is uh, Louisiana. People oh, yeah. with that Creole accent. Yeah. Yeah, kind of stuck between French and English. Uh-huh. But that's that's tough to understand. That should be right up your alley. <laughs> it should be, but um, I, I remember I worked for my uncle once, and I got uh, I had never ever heard him speak English. So I got on a job site in Boston, and he's talking in English to everybody, and everybody's listening to him. And I'm thinking, man, I can't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> you know? and, but but everybody was so used to uh, how he expressed himself in English. And they didn't speak French, so he didn't have a choice. And so, you know, he was in charge of this big construction site, and everybody just, you know, knew exactly what he was talking about. And he, you know, and it was my first day on his job, and so he starts talking to me in English, and I was like, listen, you, you can't talk to me in English. I don't understand a thing you told these guys. Yeah, you're going to have to talk to me in French. I, there's no way. I'm never going to understand what you're saying. But these guys with the Creole, you know, that that's, it's English, but with such a heavy accent. Yeah, it's hard to decipher. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few of them. I I lived I've lived all over the world, and especially before I was like ten years old, and I can usually understand anybody. But there are a few that are really, really difficult. Like even like uh, I don't know. I can't even think of what they are right now, but. Well, there's, uh, like in England, um, she says that the, the, cock, the ones I have a hard time understanding is, uh, she tells me it's the Cockney accent, okay. you know, and I, 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 
I know I've asked this like a half dozen times, and she's told me over and over again. But it's uh, it's some kind of a, a regional accent, and um, and I can't remember for the life of me what it is. But they are impossible to understand. You know, it's just I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, England is like the size of New Hampshire. You know, it's it's Massachusetts. You know, it's not that big. So for them to have so many different um, cultural accents is is amazing. I wonder if it was groups that came into the onto the island at different times and just kind of stayed together. Yeah, but it's still an island. <laughs> well, they didn't have cars back then. Travel was a lot more difficult. Yeah, but look at the density of the population now. For them, for them to still maintain these uh, these accents is amazing. Yeah, yeah that that is, cool. especially with television and radio and things. Yeah, you know, I, I remember one time uh, Carl says uh, he says the only people who don't have an accent are people from California. I thought, wow, that's. You know, that's kind of a strange way to look at things, you know. I, and and so I thought about it and thought about it, and I couldn't, I couldn't. Finally, after you know, like 20 minutes, I was like, "All right, listen. You said people from California don't have an accent. You know why?" He says, "Because that's where all the TV comes from. So that's what everybody thinks is normal." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Makes sense, you know. All the TV that we grew up on is all actors who live in California, around California people. Even if they're from other parts of the country, they they develop that particular uh, accent, and so everything we watch has that accent. So of course, it sounds like they don't have one. <laughs> it's all the rest of us that are messed up. <laughs> right. Well, maybe we'll let you go to sleep now. Yeah, yeah I'm going to crash. Um, no, well, let's, you know, just oh, get back was... in touch tomorrow morning. Okay. All right. All right. Don't All right. I'm going to work. Okay. Good night. All Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.